Welcome back once again to Red Zone Ramblin'. Red Zone Ramblin'. That was Red Zone Ramblin'. Red Zone Ramblin'. I'm Kyle Lawson. Uh, it's the man in the mirror. The man, the man in the mirror. The man in the mirror. All right, and today we're kind of previewing all the AFC and NFC championship games, all of them, every single one of them, and we will also get into some free agent talk. We will talk a little bit of anything and everything because it's getting to that time in the season where there's not a lot of actual football content, so we got to kind of look around the league and make things interesting, which is cool. I like it. But no, we're gonna start at Hello Rumors. Oh yeah, I'm down. I'm down with that too. We should definitely be sparking rumors on the daily. That should that shouldn't be just limited to the podcast. We mm-hmm. should just be starting rumors about the NFL, like exactly. everywhere. So, the first game. Do you want to talk about the AFC or the NFC Championship first? What is what is first of all? What's more appealing? What is the more appealing game here? Uh, I mean. What, like, to watch? Yeah, just, like, from like from anyone's... From the regular average Joe who doesn't have, like, an investment in this game. I guess the AFC game. I guess. Just because it's it's a weird game, you know what I mean? It is. Anytime. I mean, Jaguars are, are fun to watch. And, well, yeah, I think more so than that, it's, it's the Patriots. Anytime the Patriots are on the field, you, you're going to want to watch. I usually watch. don't like watching the Patriots. Really? Yeah, I usually don't. I feel like I watch them just to see if they can be, if so, I hope, hoping someone can beat them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reason I watch them. Like I really want the Jags to beat them, and to, and you know what? The Patriots aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. I think if they don't, if they don't lose this game to the Jags, they're definitely gonna lose the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, like early on, I thought it was gonna definitely be something from the NFC. I picked the Saints or the Vikings, which, I mean, the Saints played a, a hell of a game. It's still like a tragic loss. I don't know how they're dealing with that. That's insane. But I, I think the Vikings are, are really solid. They're st- uh, so I guess I'm sticking with them. The Vikings take yeah. it all. Yeah. Vikings got kind of lucky. I mean, I mean, I get that luck is a part of the game, but I don't know, man. That they got beat in the second half of that game. Like, yeah, I mean, they so got, the Jaguars though. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I mean, it took like that's that was. They they shut down Drew Brees like the first quarter. Drew Brees completed like one pass in the first quarter. Oh you know yeah, I mean and it's like, it's it's still like a Hall of Fame quarterback and you know an amazing explosive right. player, Alvin Kamara. So and Nick Foles is in Drew Brees. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about stats, but I mean we can start with the AFC Championship game. Okay. Which, I mean the, like this is, like this is the, one of the best Patriots offenses there's been, which is kind of scary. Like, if you look at, like, stat-wise, they're, like, one of the best, like, offenses that we had in a while. Yeah. And it's, like, like we like we all say we know the way to beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. It's, like, pressure Tom Brady and stuff like that, which it has worked. Like, you look at the two Super Bowl wins for the Giants. You know, right. they hit Tom Brady the whole time. Right. And it's, like, I went back to those – I looked back to those games, and it's, like, yeah, uh, Jacksonville can definitely get to Tom Brady. They have a good secondary. You know, that makes it even harder. That will give you, like, coverage sex, too, sometimes. But, you know, like – Patriots are all about little dink and dunk, so I don't think. I mean, you can get pressure on him like with a six-man blitz. You know, he'll still get it and right. stuff like that. But it's like the thing that when the Giants beat them, when the Patriots didn't have in this last Super Bowl, same thing as Rob Gronkowski. Like they didn't have him. Like that is an insane safety valve. Like it's so hard. Well, to, it, it changes your whole defense if yeah, you, like if he's on the field because you have to double him up with. Yeah, like with you can't blitz when Rob Gronkowski on the field. It's like almost mm, impossible. Cause yeah, you he's, can't because he, he, he's going to be open if there's a blitz. And it, it's and you have to, in my opinion, you put you put Telvin on him. Telvin, uh, 
probably right. Telvin on him uh, most of the game, and then you put like Barry or Gibson uh, kind of over top of him to make mm-hmm. sure he doesn't run up the seam and get like any one on one against the linebacker down the field. Right. So, but th- that just that no stuff that little thing that pulls the safety completely out of now you have one on one coverage on. Probably one half the always one half of the field, maybe completely right. down the field, and that's what opens up for their the running backs to get so many yards through the air because they yeah. throw out the flat and they're they're gone because like a linebacker's pulled off in coverage, right? And they're gone. So I mean that's that's I talked about it before like that's the most dangerous thing the Jaguars need to stop is I mean you're not going to stop Gronkowski he'll get like five catches you know what yeah I mean? you have to the big thing is trying to limit to the red zone somehow but then like stopping those backs come like catching balls at the backfield yeah because you know they're gonna run maybe like 15 times it's, they're not gonna get many yards running yeah you know I, I, mean? but, I uh i don't think that they're gonna be gashed running no i don't think that's not. either what i also don't think that that's what the jacksonville jaguars are focusing on no i don't no think way. that they're they're i think they're gonna pin their ears back and try to get some sacks this game i think i mean if they get like gashed through the run then you know, I guess it's on Doug Marone, but I don't, I don't see that happening. I think we have enough talent to where, right. regardless of how we scheme, we'll be able to stop the run. Yeah, I've never seen the Patriots gash anybody with the run. Right. You know I mean, but the running backs do, and it's like those they short do. passes. It's, yeah. It's crazy. You're right. And then, but I mean, yeah, you got to hit Tom Brady, and there's that, you know, you hurt his hand apparently in practice, whatever. I mean, he jammed, I guess he jammed some fingers. I don't, I don't think that's too big of an issue, and no. if it is, he's not going to let anyone know it is, and no. you're not probably not going to see it on the field either. But like any little thing that gets him uncomfortable, like if it's if his hands uncomfortable and you start hitting him a little more, I mean that's that's only going to help the case, right? But I think like more so than stopping offense, you like you got to score, mm. like you have you have to you have to score, you know. And the the hard part, Blake Bortles was phenomenal in the red zone. Uh, yeah, and third recently, down, fourth quarter, he was, he was great. Yeah, third down and fourth quarter in the red zone, really when it counts, and that's what mm-hmm. you want to see from a quarterback. But the right. Patriots don't have, like, the best red zone defense yeah, or something they, like that. You know, they don't – It's it was, like, a really low percentage. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, if it's not the best, it's, it's up there mm-hmm. because they do not give up points in the red zone, like, hardly at all. And that is going to be the key thing that I'm going to watch for in this game is how the Jags, how the Jags play it and specifically how Nathaniel Hackett calls plays in right. the red zone because he did a phenomenal <laughs> job of that last game in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he definitely took advantage of Ryan Shazier not being there. Like, they attacked oh, yeah. like the middle of the field and Sean Spence a lot. Yeah. And they, they had no answer for it. Yeah, which was beautiful game planning. And that you don't see that too often uh, from the Jags or from anyone besides Bill Belichick Primary. I mean, you see it. You do see it. Good coaches do scheme, but when it's like that dominant of a scheme, where you know that is what's primarily right. changing the game, yeah, that's that's uh, that's very impressive. So, what else is another key? Something else to watch for in this game? Well, I mean, with the like I said, you, you're gonna have to score. I can't see like anybody being the Patriots if you don't score like at least four touchdowns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like at least 28 points, and then maybe some field goals. Like it's just really tough and like the way their defense has been playing lately like eight sacks last week like, like you talked about like it's a mobile quarterback and a good line like the Titans have a good line and they still gave up eight sacks like I think Blake Bortles is gonna have to he's, he's gonna maybe have to have like 80 rushing yards again like he had in the win against uh, what was the first uh, the Titans what? when they played the Titans like the first Who, the, the Patriots no I'm talking about um, Blake Bortles when he rushed for more yards than he passed. No, that was uh, the Bills. Bills, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, I think he's going to have to have, like, 80 rushing yards in this game, too, because there's going to be a lot of edge pressure, and there's 
I think they might do a lot of man, so he'll be able to scoot a little bit. Do you but. think that's going to be a part of Belichick's, or uh, not Belichick particularly, but um, wow, uh, what's his name? The Who? defensive coordinator, Mike Pat- or Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, yeah. yeah. Um, you think that's going to be part of his game plan? Like, do you think he's specifically going to focus on Bortles running, or do you think he's going to more focus on stopping Leonard Fournette and stopping the play action pass? Like with the Patriots, it's literally everything. Like they literally, but you like, can't. That's not feasible to do on defense. That's like you know what I'm saying. That's like what they do though. Like they, like when he went there, like he implemented this crazy like video system and like algorithms and spreadsheets and stuff like that. Where they literally like plan for everything. It's it's crazy how much how much like planning they how much they prepare for like every kind of situation. I mean, obviously, mainly they're gonna want to stop the run, but we've seen like we've seen the Jaguars win. You know, with Leonard Fournette not going off, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, what you have to key on something. Like, I know you can say like you game plan for everything and every possible contingency, like during a game. I don't, but yes, yeah, thing with because like when um like with Patriots, it's like we always talk about they give up yards and they give up points. I don't think they scheme for any one particular thing. You know what I mean? I think their ultimate goal is literally just to not let opponents score. Yeah, like, I don't think they're gonna 100 like load the box and try to set Leonard Fournette. Like they might still have you know like five men in the box, six men in the box, whatever. And you know, see what happens, and then if it's obvious running situations, you know, might load it. But I don't think they're gonna try to eliminate him completely from the game. You know what? That makes sense, and I think uh, the ultimate goal is really just not give up points. Right. You know what I mean, don't let someone get to the forty and try a long field goal. They're fine with that. Right. And I think a concise way of like saying all that is to say they're gonna come with multiple different looks. Oh yeah. That's like sure. a that's a very good strategy, I think, when playing the Jaguars, especially that you you don't load the box like Buffalo did because then you know okay well Bortles just has to complete a few passes right. or run or outside outside of the box or whatever mm-hmm. and you'll get it done and Pittsburgh you know the middle of the defense they didn't have any kind of help there so but if you come with different looks blitzing here and there like on you know a second down blitz uh-huh. or whatever it doesn't matter um then you kind of throw Bortles and whatever off their <laughs> game plan and Nathaniel right. Hackett. And, and they'll, they'll change it by quarter, too. Like, we saw, like, the last Super Bowl when they, they completely changed everything at halftime, and they only gave up, like, three points in the second half to the Falcons. Yeah. It's, I think it was a shutout, actually, from the third quarter. So I was like, they change looks all the time. They come up with a bunch of different looks. But, I like, I don't know I don't know what the best way for the Jags to score against the Patriots would be. I, I mean, I think it's going to have to be some, like, I think you're going to have to get some, some big plays, like some 20-yard-plus yeah. plays through the air. And I mean, well, I think I think we, I think the run game is going to look good again. I think Fournette is going to break a few again. I think he's gonna. It's going to be very similar to Pittsburgh. Maybe not that dominant of a run game because you saw in the first half of that game, it was just you could no one could slow Leonard Fournette down at that right. point. But I don't think it's going to be like that. But I do think that he's going to be getting chunk plays like consistently, and I think that's going to be what drive Jacksonville to win this game because if you manage the clock with the Patriots keep Tom Brady off the field and that's what the Jags are good at if 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 they're on their game right. they're good at <clears throat> keeping or keeping teams off the field through their run game and through slow very like uh <clears throat> like time consuming drives right so I think that I think that's what's going to happen I think that's how it's going to play out yeah. and I think a lot of I think a lot of teams you know like you said a lot of people know how to be the Patriots just like doing it is another thing because I think uh, like in the um, what was it like the, uh, so the last game when they played the Titans the Patriots they ran 70 plays in like no huddle you know what I mean they like right. they were quick like they were scoring quickly because we, we've seen that we know the Patriots like the dink and dunk drive their way down the field so they take time off the clock too you know what I mean right. but they can score quick you know what I mean like 70 plays in no huddle is scary 
especially for a defense like Jacksonville that plays so fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not getting that rotation in. That can mm-hmm. be really that can be dangerous. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I, I think I mean Blake Bortles definitely will have to play a better game than last week. Like he have to complete more than fifty three percent of passes. Like if he keeps like if he can manage the same third down conversion he did, then yeah, have a, a great that's chance. That's the cue. That's the cue. But it's like it's kind of a toss about when those plays are gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like three like three passes over ten yards. Like that's not gonna work. I don't know. It might nice. though, because if, if the running game is going, you don't need that. Like, and they, they did a good job of keeping them on their toes with the with the zone reads and right. stuff with uh, like Bortles. So you know he, he could either he had the option of pulling it. A couple times he did, and that just keeps the defense honest and further opens up the run game with Leonard Fournette. I think that when you're doing that, it makes <clears throat> your job as a quarterback way easier, and you can't you don't have to have those deep plays. You can right. just like I said, th- I think the game playing going in is just let's just keep Brady off that field let's take mm-hmm. very very slow steps towards the end zone but I mean like if you you do not want to play from behind or any any circumstance against you the don't. Patriots like because like we saw it happen in the Titans game like like they got a score you know the Patriots score and then like the Derrick Henry had 28 rushing yards you know what I mean like yeah. they were able to stop the run and they Titans had to kind of abandon the run because they were behind mm-hmm. so once you once you get behind I mean, the run game at that point is not exactly feasible. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's you also don't want to score quick though. Like you don't want to like have these big plays where you're just scoring because then you get up. What happens is you get in a shootout with the Patriots and you lose that battle nine times out of ten. Yeah, I mean, we kind of saw that with the the last game with the Steelers. Like the kind of third quarter kind of turned into a shootout. A yeah. Bit, where I think both teams scored in like four straight possessions or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So and if you noticed the the Steelers just on the strength of their offense kind of you know took took advantage of that and yeah. had a, had a little bit of an upper hand just because it was a shootout so yeah. i think even more so with the patriots you have to avoid that kind of situation and there's just like the jaguar secondary is amazing yeah and there's there's like there's just so many people to cover in the patriots offense you know what i mean yeah like and they're all like just really smart players and, and tom brady's not afraid to utilize them no because they're, they're not they're not they're like the fastest players obviously Brandon Cooks he's like mm-hmm. the really only like true burner you know what I mean you have like Amendola who just slips in cup, slips inside coverages mm-hmm. like Chris Hogan is he's just a reliable third down guy and Gronk is just like a big freak so it's I mean it's gonna be tough covering all those receivers like who's I don't know who Jalen Ramsey is gonna stay on like I would I think they're gonna move him around the field a lot yeah, I would be surprised if you, they put him at safety a little bit they did that kind of I think it was the Buffalo game or a Tennessee game Right. One of them, they kind of moved him to safety a little bit, so he had a little bit uh, more broad view of the field. He can make come yeah. up and make some plays and, and helps th- in the run game too. Right, and I think like every I think every corner for the Jags is good enough to play tight coverage because the Patriots are gonna, oh, be fine taking anything underneath. Like yeah. they don't care; they'll take four yard catches all yeah. day long. You know what I mean? Because yeah. eventually one of those guys is going to bust something loose. Exactly. They're all they're all great after catch. Amendola, Chris Hogan, Brandon Cooks are all great after catch. So, like I really think that it's going to have to be like really tight coverage and then I think Barry Trace and Gibson have to play like amazing games to yeah, that's, kind of see off I, the top. I'm I'm concerned for that's the, like the only weak point really is the safeties. And they're not that weak. It's just Yeah. Barry Church he's just Barry Church is kinda old. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. not the quick he's not he's not fleet of foot. You know yeah. I mean? he's, he's not fleet of foot and he is a little bit more of a run stuffer, which you yeah, want. He's def- strong. He definitely likes to play at the line. Yeah. yeah. You you want that. You, you know, you want a safety a strong who can come up there and do mm-hmm. that. But you at the same time need someone I, it's just he's I don't want to make this comparison because he's far from Cyprian when Cyprian was yeah. at the Jacksonville Jaguars like but Cyprian he, had a good year with the Titans he did have a decent yeah. year with the Titans but 
primarily he's someone who comes up and he's the guy that lays the wood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he's like an enforcer back there, right? And so, I, like that's that's the that's the big thing there. Like, I, those two guys are gonna have to do a really good job so the Patriots don't like blow the top off the coverage, right? Because like with when you have man coverage, like if you slip it at the line, then you're basically, mm-hmm. it's all your safety. You know what I mean? So yeah, what's going to happen this game. And I'm, I'm very sure of it is the Patriots are going to score on some big plays. Cause that, cause Jacksonville, that's what we've, we, yeah, if there's been plays. a, yeah, right. if there's been a weakness, it's been, we've, we give up. We sometimes we blow coverage. It's not that yeah. the, the athletes aren't there. It's not that the players aren't playing well. It's not that our coverage is loose. It's just blown plays like miscommunication between safe or corners and safeties, right. uh, linebackers and safeties. It, it doesn't matter. Like sometimes, you get a little over aggressive. Sometimes you get in a little bit of a miscommunication, and next thing you know, there's a guy running wide open, fifty yards down the field. Right. And if there's there, if Tom Brady will see that guy, because I've seen a couple times this season where the quarterback was under a little bit of duress and he didn't, he yeah, didn't see it. It was he, like a seven foot Clay's Campbell coming at you. You're right. not really going through all your progressions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you but I mean? Tom Brady will make that throw, yeah. regardless of who's in his face. A lot of times, but. Uh, you got to get him on the ground. You got to get Tom Brady on the ground specifically. Mm-hmm. I think I can't remember who said it this week. I think it was Marcel Darius, maybe, because he played at Buffalo and he had played Tom Brady a few times, and he right. was saying that hitting Tom Brady doesn't do anything. It just makes him want to come back and throw a touchdown in your face. Yeah. After it, but getting him on the ground, like sacking him, putting mm-hmm. a big hit on him while he has the ball in his hands, yet yeah, that rattles him because I right. think. More than anything, he wants to get a first down and then a touchdown. He mm-hmm. doesn't care about getting hit. He doesn't care about how. Yeah, we've he, seen he doesn't Tom get Brady scared get in the pocket. When yeah, things start, when things start not to really go his way, he gets frustrated. Exactly. So. so I don't think it's a matter of him getting like scared in the pocket by any means. But I think that <clears throat> there he does, like you said, the frustration will come right. into play. And I think I think that hand will play a bigger part than anyone Patriots is willing to admit. Because if if we have this story out now as like tight lip as the Patriots are, then I think it's a bigger deal, you know, because you don't really hear much specifics about any training injuries, anything that goes on in Patriots training at all. So I think yeah. when we hear about it, I think it's a bigger deal than than other teams would say that, you know, if something like other teams would come out and say they had like a slight and slight thing at practice, like it'd be fine. But like with the Patriots, you don't really hear anything like that. Right. So I think it makes it a little bit bigger deal. Like obviously he's still gonna play, but there might be. I mean, there might be a little bit of, especially after he starts getting hit, it might start to play a, a factor a little bit. Yeah. Did you hear the uh, how the, like the the Foxborough or Boston media uh, who cover the Patriots what they've been saying? Mm-mm. It's been super super ridiculous. They were like a couple of them were saying like, oh, uh, should we bench? Like, should we sit Tom Brady this week? <laughs> like, should we just sit him for the Super Bowl? Like, that is, please make that mistake again. If you didn't learn from, I know the Patriots are definitely not looking past, but no. like. Yeah, that's all media. You know the right. Patriots. Yeah, are exactly. And that, <laughs> that's that, crazy, though. That was my point, that the media is completely wrong on that. Like, there's no way that Bill Belichick is not playing this like it's a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. He, he plans for this like it's a Super Bowl. You can guarantee that. Listen, he, he's got some revenge to get against Tom Coughlin. You oh, my God. Like, I love, did, I, did we talk about this meme already where it was like uh, Tom Coughlin, when he's a giant, shaking hands with Bill Belichick, and it was like, next time I'm going to beat with the Jaguar. <laughs> 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 Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, and so if he does, what well, well, his record? Three zero. It will be three zero against Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's insane. That is absolutely insane. He's got the secret sauce. He does. <laughs> He's the Godfather, man. 
Yeah, like I said, like the only like the big not the only difference, but like the big difference between the teams that he beat is that there was no Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, like you cannot say enough how much that dude changes the game. He does. Like we saw it this year, like like that how the offense looked terrible again like that Dolphins game, and the next game he had like ten catches and two touchdowns. You know, yeah. it's like and the whole offense starts to click. It's just it's a huge factor. Yeah, man, I just I'm trying to think of anyone on my defense who can cover Rob Gronkowski. It's it's impossible. Yeah, it's not like they're going to be able to like they're going to do a good job. Like probably the best anyone's done all year, but you can't do it all game. Right. Cuz like he's he's too big to be that fast and like I, to have those as good as hands he does, you know what I mean? I wonder if and the, it's like also Tom Brady will, will just throw it up yeah. to in coverage, yeah. you know what I mean, and let him make a play. I wonder if Bill Belichick knows that the Jags are going to key in on Gronkowski and scheme differently. I think I wonder if he's going to like use Gronk as more of a decoy than a threat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But but then again, he's like I said, a lot of times people get too cute with their play calling and stuff. I think he's a very simple Oh, yeah. straightforward guy so if he knows that Gronkowski is a matchup that he's gonna go to him and it's he's, not about he's quick to abandon a game plan too you know what I mean like if he's like in, like in the first second quarter you know like they have great coverage on Rob Gronkowski you know he's not gonna keep doing it you know right like, that's I mean that's what good coaches do right I agree so anything else about this game before we move on to the I don't know it's kind of like how I said last week with the Steelers game like I could see it either I could see either team blowing either one out or I could also see it be a shootout like, yeah, I have that same feeling I have with the Steelers game. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots blow them out. I couldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags blow them out. I wouldn't be surprised if it's another shootout. Like it's just a weird matchup. Uh, I don't think. Hmm. I don't know. I predicted. 20... I really think either team could blow whichever one out. <laughs> I, I predicted twenty-one seventeen at first, Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking. I think it's going to end up being. I'll change my prediction a little bit. I think it's going to be twenty-eight seventeen Jacksonville. I think we mm-hmm. I think we beat them by more than more than that because I just don't see if we're down if we're only winning by four points. I don't see us winning by four points against Bill Belichick. Like I think if it comes down to that, if it's that close of a game, I don't know if I just don't see us winning it. We don't right. we don't have the offense for it. But on the other side of the ball, they do, mm-hmm. and we've seen Bill Belichick and we've seen Tom Brady do it a million times. So right. in a close game, I give it to the Patriots. So. We've seen, especially in the playoffs, like time management from the coaches playing like a lot in these past few games, like this year. And both both these coaches, both Maroon and Belichick, have managed the clock like all year very oh, yeah. well. You know what I mean? They have Maroon well. had that kind of that one game was kind of shaky where mm-hmm. he didn't manage the clock, but like especially in the playoffs, like both teams have managed the clock really well. Yeah, and like we saw like what that did to the Steelers, <clears throat> what that did to the um, the Falcons. So. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is this is a game of coaching. Mm-hmm. Like that's I think that's a huge thing to know is, I mean, yes, every championship game is a game of coaching, right. but I think more specifically this game, like because you have so much talent on well, in Tom Brady or right. or in the defense that we have, like those. those interesting to see if Doug Brown still stays as aggressive as he is against a team like the Patriots. I think he will. I think because uh, it's like when you take when you take those risks like that, you know the Patriots are going to punish you if you make if you make a risk and it, right. it doesn't pan out. I didn't think mean? about it because the reason he's been taking these risks is because he trusts the defense, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah. can you trust the defense against Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, like if I he gets like a fourth like a fourth and one around like forty something like that. It'd be interesting to see what happens. I think he would be crucified if he didn't. Like if 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 it's you know fourth and one on the two yard line or fourth and two on the. Uh, two yard line, mm-hmm. and you know that uh, he makes a call to kick three, and we end right. up losing by f- by four or whatever, or by three. 
then I think that everybody's going to kill him and say, well, you know, you didn't have any confidence. I think a defense would kill him too. I think right. in a sense he'd lose a little bit of the locker room for next year because you've relied on this defense. You've you've literally put the ball in their court a lot, a lot this season, if not mm-hmm. all of this season, saying, look, guys, we're going to do what we can do to score, but if not, this is y'all's game. Like, take this right. over, like, get us back in it. And he's, he's had that trust in the defense, and I think that gives the defense confidence, and I think it makes them play way better. So right. so it'll, it will be interesting to see. I think he would be dumb if he didn't. I just want to see a fake punt in the first quarter. Yeah, for real. <laughs> the fake punt's coming. It, do, you, it, do you think that the Jaguars' defense can score? On the Patriots? On the, against the Patriots? Hmm. Well, here's the thing. Here, I think that we, we can get some turnovers for sure. I don't think we'll score just because – Tom Brady isn't going to be making the throws that warrant a pick six. To throw a pick six, you have to misread almost. You have to throw like underneath when a quarterback when a cornerback is, you know, jumping around already, or when he when there's a linebacker kind of zoned out uh, right. and you don't see him and you throw. Tom Brady, I don't think he's going to make that. Yeah. I think it's going to have to be like I don't see a pick six, but I could I could easily see like a strip sack. Strip sack maybe. A strip sack or like they throw it to the out to like a, to like throw it out to the running back and. He gets the wood laid on. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And it's a fun yeah, I can see something like that. But uh, pick six, I don't think it's going to happen. I think there will be an, I think there will be a couple of interceptions this game. I think Tom Brady will yeah, throw. I, th- I think there will definitely be a Tom Brady interception. I think that Tom Brady throws two. I think Tom Brady throws two interceptions in this <laughs> game. And I think they come on plays that are, like, batted. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's gonna, one's going to probably go in a deep ball to Brady and Cooks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Things like that where, where he's going for it and maybe – Boye gets a hand in there and Barry Church is there. You get what I'm saying? So I think that, I don't know. I just don't think that you're going to get that whole, you know, right. you intercepting the ball and running in the free right. space. And we've seen, like, I mean, the the Jaguars won that game. They had that, they won uh, because they scored on defense. You know what I mean? That's been a, a big part of a lot of Jaguars' success is points from the defense. You know what I mean? Like right. a really high scoring defense. Right. So uh, let's like see how that translates against, like, an efficient, like a really efficient offense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I am too. I'm, I'm, this matchup is, you it's know, crazy. Is, it's a good matchup to watch. Um, not only because of the talent on both on different sides of the ball, but because the Jags are. I mean, like, it's a Cinderella story. Like, yeah, it everyone, is. Everyone's a, everyone has to be rooting for the Jaguars, right? You have to. I'm pretty sure everyone is. You no one to. ever roots for the Patriots. No. And it's like no. a team that went three and thirteen last It'd year. It'd be like the the Browns or like not quite the Browns, but no. like the Rams or something getting all the way there. Like you got to go for the Rams. They haven't been there in forever. Or like nobody nobody likes the Patriots, right? Yeah. Nobody. And does. no one hates the Jags because we've been awful for forever. <laughs> so it's kind of like a. Win win for people who are rooting. Or Did you like see that the video? The the local that local radio host. I think he's on like he does like ninety five point one or something like that. He did like mm-hmm. a video talking. Oh, about Mark like, K. Yeah, it's like trying to make everyone Jaguars fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. <laughs> he's like, we're Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, that he's was... like if you have a bumper on your car, you're a Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Sean Con makes yeah. bumpers. Yeah. Like you, you paid for the team. Like yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that was cool. The the city is. I mean, we can speak just because we're in we're in the city like daily. We live here, mm-hmm. so but it's on fire, isn't it? That's Have, crazy. It's it's like a little bit ridiculous how much hype is just around the city. You can feel it almost. Yeah. And you know, I, I had like heard, it was literally it literally used to be a joke. Jaguars games were a joke. Yeah, like you someone ask you to go into a jazz game and someone would laugh at you. Right, <laughs> or or to tailgate. Like you're just going to like get like blackout drunk. It's and, terrible. And have a good Sunday, but. Yeah, now it's serious, and I think ticket sales have just 
for like the season tickets for next year have oh, skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it is insane how what they're going for now and how like quickly they are. So, uh, yeah, it, this I'm I cannot tell you how excited I am for this game, and I think a lot of people are, even if you're not a Jaguar fan. Mm-hmm. But we will see. Only time will tell. I'm nervous. So what's next? I I gotta remember. I gotta go throw my clothes in the dryer actually. So <laughs> intro intro us into the <laughs> Philly Minnesota game, and I'll be back in like five <laughs> seconds. We got household chores right. to do in the studio. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so the the NFC Championship game is the Eagles versus the Vikings. Which we just watched on Good Morning Four, but like Case Keenum joke about it, like who would have thought it would be Nick Foles versus Case Keenum in an NFC Championship game? Like no one really expected. I don't think the Eagles or the Vikings to be this good this year, but they both tied for like the best record in football. They're both what thirteen and three. So, and like both these teams, like it all comes down to it came down to depth. Like we've seen injuries. Um, like ravage other teams this year like especially like with quarterbacks we saw when Deshaun Watson went down in Houston like the Texans could not do anything like the Texans had a little glimmer of hope with Deshaun Watson and he goes down in their seasons like in the in the toilet you see the Packers Aaron Rodgers goes down absolutely nothing and you like you saw what the Colts could do with Andrew Luck like nothing like when quarterbacks go down it's like a big deal but the Vikings lost two quarterbacks mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't phase them at all and that goes back to them having so much depth. Like, both the Vikings and Eagles have an insane amount of depth. I feel like that's why they're both in the NFC Championship. Like, it was like, what's the term? It was, it was like a war of attrition. Like, who could last longer? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like they, had, they just have the most depth. Like, you look at the, like, all the skill players they have. And, like, on the line, like, the Eagles have one of the best lines in the league. Like, they lost Jason Peters, who's probably the best lineman in the entire league. And they still have two all-pro all pro linemen on their, in their center uh, who's amazing? One of the best run blocking centers. Did Peters tear his ACL? Is he? Is there a chance that he comes back? No, he's not soon? coming back. No, oh, he's okay. out. But uh, but their center and their uh, right guard both are all pro. Both amazing. Uh, the center is like the best run blocker, run blocking center, and then the right guard is amazing. Pretty much at everything. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, I think the thing with the Eagles is they're full of complementary pieces. Which yeah, it's all that like depth. Like someone goes down and like it doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Like their kicker went down in the middle of a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's very very interesting to to kind of look at this team because when you you don't see a lot of star power. Yeah. I mean, outside of especially now that Carson Wentz is down, like yeah. what who na- like name me just people who are just like balling right now out of control, like on the defensive side of the ball especially. Like on the defensive side, everyone balls on the Eagles. Like but you know what I'm Brandon saying? Brandon Graham, Nigel Gradham, Fletcher Cox. But I'm saying, like, who is like that star power? Like, who is? It's not. It's, it's like definitely a, Fletcher Cox. He's the he's the second best defensive tackle in the league behind Aaron Donald. But like, he has been. Dominant. What I'm saying is, like, all these guys play like well together. Like they're complementary pieces. It's not like you have one guy who oh you got to watch out for like this guy. It's it's a defensive mm-hmm. effort. Like this defense is just very. Know, at this point, at this point, you have to double team Fletcher Cox, or who he will he will wreck your team. And Michael Kendricks. Has I mean not Michael Kendrick, but uh, Brandon Graham and Nigel Bradham have been amazing uh, in the middle of the field for a linebacking core. Like it's not it's not names maybe that you didn't know before the season, but maybe they are playing at a higher level, like how the Raiders defense played at a higher level than they were actually, yeah. you know, talent wise are. Well, that had a lot to do with um, what's his name coming over to the Raiders, the linebacker. Um, oh my God, the veteran. What's his name? He's talking about last year. No, this year, man. He came like halfway through, and they ended up doing well. 
Oh, Navarro Bowman. Yeah, Navarro Bowman. I mean, yeah. they finished the season all right, but like, like last year, like last season, like everyone on the Raiders definitely played above their talent level. Like that, I think that was obvious from what they did this year. But like, I don't know. I don't. I think it's like I uh, Jim Schwartz is a great defensive coordinator, first of all. But like, really, everyone on the Eagles' events is playing at an ex- extremely high level. Like, good luck trying to run on the on the against the Eagles' line. Like, it's not just Fletcher Cox; it's everyone on there. Chris Long. Yeah. And like the like the secondary is like the one weak point uh, for the Eagles. But that line is so solid. And the linebackers are so solid that you that kind of goes under the radar a little bit. Like, like we saw like Julio Jones got limited. Like, the yeah. Falcons only scored ten points against them Julio Jones also cost him the game I, th- I really think if he catches that ball if he gets his hand like he just gets his hand around I mean, they have four plays bet. though I mean that, that's one play yeah it's like they couldn't do anything on the other three plays but like I feel like like again like once with the Eagles and the Vikings like it's all about like the depth like the Vikings lost two quarterbacks they lost their star running back you know what I mean and it's just like they have they have players everywhere like the, you can't say enough about the Vikings defense it's, it's oh incredible. man and uh, I think uh, Sandejo, Sandejo is actually going to be say. is actually going to make it for Sunday. Yeah, I think he will crazy. too. Which is they have like the Jaguars have the best cornerback duo in the league. The Vikings have the best safety. Duo. Oh like, yeah, Harrison Smith and Anderson. Harrison, S- yeah, Anderson, uh, Andrew Sandejo are amazing. Yeah, so Harrison Smith and Sandejo are that's that's a nightmare for any quarterback because they can cover so much ground. That's the thing. Like with the cornerback, you can kind of isolate them a little mm-hmm. bit when you have good corners. Right. I mean, I guess what two good corners is really hard to defend against. But like, yeah. if you have you know a star corner, it's you can easily target the other side of the field or scheme around him. Mm-hmm. But when you have two safeties that are doing what they're doing, I think it's a huge part of their success. Uh, oh, yeah. And Everson Griffith on the line and stuff like that too. Yeah. But uh, I think that when you can cover so much ground, it it makes it. You're scared. You're hesitant to throw the ball anywhere as a quarterback because you never know where these guys are going to end up on a play. It, yeah. it, it's ridiculous. But it's like I, I, I can't like you can't say enough. Like with the depth again, like what team can you lose two quarterbacks in your star running back and still make it to the championship game and go yeah. thirteen and three? Well, like, you got to give that to Zimmer. You got to give a lot of that to Zimmer. In yeah, my opinion. That, like that is incredible. And, and Shermer. I mean, it's a, it's it's everyone. So yeah. And it's what so like one of the matchups, one of the biggest matchups this this week is it's, it's gonna be like a war of like the two lines again. Like the Eagles Probably. have an amazing offensive line, amazing defensive line. Um, the Vikings offensive line is pretty stable, but their defensive line is maybe just as good as the Eagles D line. And the big thing there is like with Jason Peters out, like the one weak point on the Eagles line has been uh, Vitae. Yeah, like the dude that plays left tackle now, mm-hmm. and you know who who lines up against him at right end is Everson Griffin. Griffin. So yep. that could be a nightmare. Like he could absolutely, he could actually take over the entire game. Like if, if Everson Griffin, he could. Like they have they have to double up, and that's just going to open up for like Limbaugh Joseph and um, the other dudes on the D line. So it's that's going to be like Vitae is going to have to play the game of his life to keep the, well, the Eagles in this. Speaking of a defensive line on the. On the Eagles side of the ball, like the defensive line is very good too, oh, yeah. but I think that you're gonna you have more of a chance. That I think it's a better matchup for the Vikings versus the Eagles D line than it is for the Eagles versus the Vikings D line, just because of Case Keenum, who's playing at quarterback. Case Keenum, we see what he can do in the pocket. He, yeah. he he's very very good at moving in the pocket. He's very good at making time. He's very good at actually running whenever yeah. when he needs to. And he's he's just makes good decisions. Mm-hmm. So I think that that matchup, even though they will get pressure on him, I think they're going to get really frustrated because he's going to be buying a lot of time in the pocket. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's 
like his his play style is like I mean, I'm not saying he's anywhere near Aaron Rodgers level, but he has that ability yeah. to like extend plays and he has a great feel for the pocket. You know what I mean? And he'll throw from, he'll throw on the run. Oh, for sure. Like in that that is a big thing. Like the Eagles, the Eagles get a lot of pressure up the middle, mm-hmm. which is one thing that can kind of get to like kind of a, a quarterback who's good like in the pocket, like like pressure straight up the middle mm-hmm. can kind of disrupt things. But like I still have the Vikings winning this game. Like I can't. Like you go back to the last game when the Eagles versus Falcons, like Nick Foles was not good. Like he started off terrible, right? He I started off he terrible, right. and he like he finished like stat like, wise twenty three for thirty. That's yeah, really, really like, good. That's that's stats. Like you look at the stats, and it was fine. But you watch the game, and he should have thrown a pick right to the dude's chest yeah, too. So that like that, and I'm pretty sure they scored a field goal on that one. So like they could have easily lost the game. He, he oh yeah, you it. give up three points and you give seven points. That's ten points. Yeah, like he threw an interception. Like he threw an interception that hit a guy's knee, you know what I mean? Right. Like that's that's insane. And then, but it's like he he threw like six passes more than ten yards down the field, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's not gonna fly with the Vikings. You're not gonna dink and dunk against the Vikings. Like they did a lot. I think of that's art. actually I think that's what you do against the Vikings. Like I think you can't take shots down the field because the safety are, so are too good. Like all those were like on on RPOs. Like they did run pass option. Like that's pretty much what they ran all game. Yeah. And like against like Michael Kendricks. And, and like at middle linebacker, it's gonna be it's gonna be a nightmare for him to try to run an RPO because they're not gonna get any running yards. Like I don't like I cannot see, like JJ has been great, but I cannot see them running up the middle like against Linval Joseph and trying to go anywhere on the edge with those linebackers and Everton Griffin. Like I think the run game is gonna be stifled by the Vikings defense, like how how they've kind of been doing all year. Like would they just beat the um, uh blah, 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 blah. when they beat the Saints? Like they really shut down Mark Ingram. And Kamara yeah. had a few explosive plays, but most of those were um, through the air. So, like, when you can shut down those two guys, like, I, I don't see much hope for the Eagles running game, which is not going to help Nick Foles at all. So you're saying just put, pass like, options. you're supposed to force Nick Foles to throw the ball. Nick Foles is going to have to throw the ball in yeah. this game. Like, he's going to have to throw the I think ball. You're gonna, I think you're going to be surprised, but I think it's going to be, like you said, opposite of what you said. I think it's going to be a lot of dink and dunks. I think they're still going to do that underneath and um, keep the ball away from those – from. Um, <clears throat> What's his name? Or Sandejo and Harrison Smith? Was it Harrison Smith? Yeah, yeah. Harrison so Smith. Like these, we saw stats like Nick Foles when he throws passes over twenty yards. He's a thirteen point three passer rating, in like uh, zero touchdowns and an interception, like a thirteen percent completion rate. Yeah, passes over twenty yards like that. Well, that, that's why you don't you don't make him do yeah, that. I know. I'm, and you know, like you obviously don't want to throw deep, but I can't I can't see you beating the Vikings unless it's on like big. Like on big plays, like when the Saints came back on them, like they were not dinking, dunking. They were taking shots. You know, what I mean, that's how they got back into the game. Like mm-hmm. they had explosive plays. They were taking shots. Like they had deep, uh, a bunch of deep balls to Michael Thomas, and that's how they came back in the game. Like yeah. in the first half, I think they were trying to get to a rhythm. Like with Drew Brees, like he was, you know, just throwing slants. They were running up the middle, and like nothing was going. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Oh I, yeah, I have the Vikings winning this game too. I mean, I'm just yeah. Trying I think to... I don't think this game will be close at all. I really you think don't. That, no, I cannot see this game. I think it. I think all. it is very close because I think the Vikings D is at at worst second best in the league. Like Eagles defense is good too, but like I said, they're susceptible at corners. And I think the Vikings offense is way more consistent than well, the Eagles offense and at this point. If you notice, out of the four teams, there's one thing, the four teams still in it. What What is the one thing the Vikings have that none of them have? And that's receivers. Yeah. They, they're the they only team that have good receivers. And 
that is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess Alshon Jeffrey, uh, but you mean he's like a he's one of those guys that's more like a deep threat, you know? Right. Like, right. he's not gonna get those balls. Whereas Thielen is in literally in every down every receiver. Way, yeah. He can, he can catch anything, and Stephon Diggs is a burner, and he can he can do more than people give him credit for. Yeah. He's not just a deep threat. No. So, it, it, and it, like we we always talk about Kyle Rudolph too. Yeah, man. So. They're loaded on the offensive side of the ball, and if it would be a, I think it would be a blowout. I think they would, they wouldn't even have came close to losing to the Saints if Dalvin Cook would have still been in there. I mean, they've been doing this with no run game. Like, I mean, I get that Latavius Murray has been he's been showing out yeah, a little they've bit. They've been a stopgap. Like that's I mean that's yeah. what it's been like they've had like kind of individual games where like one of them will like pop off a big like Jeremy Kinnell pop off a big screen or right. you know Latavius Murray have like a bunch of touchdowns in the red zone, but like like overall. Like, Dalvin Cook was a home run hitter. Like, yeah. that's a dude who could go for a touchdown on any carry. You know yeah, I mean? so. absolutely. And then, But it's almost a good thing that – I'm not going to say a good thing to get hurt. I wish I never wish anyone to get hurt. But it's right. almost a good thing for the organization and uh, just the, the future of the Vikings offense that he wasn't able to play this year because they got to see that – I don't think that if he plays this whole year, they get to see what Case Keenum <laughs> and those receivers can do as much. Yeah, it's I think you rely a lot on the run. Maybe, yeah. And I think that, I mean, I, they might not put your, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, it might not have played out the same way because you're, def- you're going to scheme a lot yeah. different. And this is what's been working but for it's you. Like, it's really different because, like, when you, most dominant defensive teams you see, you know what they do in offense is run the ball. Like, with the Jaguars, yeah. what they, they have a dominant defense. So what they do is run the ball. Yeah. But with the Vikings, they have a dominant defense, and they air the ball out. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, Case Keenum will throw over 300 yards every game. Which is dangerous so, because you can score quick. Yeah. And you have a good defense. It's, so, I mean, that's been that's been a big key success. And, like, it's – and they also – they have the most rushing attempts for any team in the league. So, like, even though when it's not going, they still get, like, 30 carries between two backs every game. You know, like, so they, they still just grind it, and they still make a defense have to – you know, at least put somebody in there to stop the run. Like, I mean, they, they, they literally never give up on the run. Like, they'll have um, Latavius Murray averaging like two yards a carry, and they'll still pound him 25 times. You know oh, I mean? yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's it's that consistency, and it's what, what Pat Shermer and Mike Zimmer have done there has been crazy. Like, to think when Mike Zimmer was there, I forget, I think they were, they were this 30th ranked defense, Oof, like, when he bad. got there. And, like, since he's been there, like, the past two years, they've been amazing. Yeah. Like, they have been top three and the thing is the the depth thing it, like we talked about mm-hmm. at the beginning of uh the game talking about the game was I, that doesn't it's not that these guys are just extreme talents that i mean you could plug in or you, you talk about with the eagles but like right. uh, it's not like the vikings were this extreme talent depth wise that you could plug and play anyone mm-hmm. it was guys who had failed elsewhere and now they're coming here and right. they're just balling out of their mind right so like uh, the, the two quarterbacks in this game are guys who got cast off from the rams oh, yeah. <laughs> like they're oh, both yeah. rams cast offs like yeah. that's crazy jeff fisher i saw i saw a uh, graphic he's probably taking credit for both these guys being <laughs> this yeah, the word. it was like uh nick Foles stats under jeff fisher case keenum stats under jeff fisher and then their stats outside of jeff fisher and right. it was just the difference was yeah. astronomical. Like like Nick Foles as as the like is third in all NFL history for a year with like passer rating. Like it's it's crazy. It's behind I think it's behind Aaron Rodgers and I forget the other who was number two. But like in all NFL history, he completed the season like with an almost perfect passer. It was like one thirty eight or something like that. Right. So it's like like the the guy can obviously throw, but it's I get this Vikings defense is something else, dude. It is. It really is. 
and then like like so I think the Vikings win this pretty easily. And then like if you look at both matchups that could come out of the AFC, they're both also really, really, really crazy too. Yeah. Like uh like Vikings Patriots or Vikings. So who do, what are do you want to really see? Good games. What do you want to see in the Super Bowl? I mean, you know what Ooh. I want to see, but honestly, I think a better game would probably be Vikings Patriots. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone. But I think everyone would maybe want to see Vikings Jaguars. I think it it could be a really interesting game. Like we haven't, we there's never really been a big Super Bowl. It's like just to the two best defenses. In yeah, the league, you know what I mean. That could be really crazy. Yeah, that would be cool. And you never know. That might be the catalyst for a change in. Yeah. In the NFL, because we say like it's a passing league. We say yeah, like yeah. people score and stuff. But if you have two teams, two of the <clears> best defenses, who and one of them who has been lackluster on offense pretty much all year, right? Go to a Super Bowl. It might have people start to question hey like what we might need to start beefing up this defense and maybe that's the key to kind of taking it to the next level it doesn't matter like how many like how how you get there it's like once you get to the championship game it's always defense that wins yeah it's always defense that wins you that game it's insane you're right offense scores points defense wins championships it's Mm -hmm. it's a old adage that has never been more true so is there anything else and this we have like we have like 12 minutes or so with the games um no i'm like this i was this playoffs has been some of the like the best in, in recent history yeah like there have been some really really crazy game it has like and rematches blowouts like that that saying the minneapolis miracle is it, I mean, that's it, history that is, is insane it is and you know what's awesome uh is i was sleeping i took a nap uh <laughs> after the jags game uh, because I was just so exhausted for a few different reasons, and I took a nap. Like I fell asleep during like you wake the up just pandemonium. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I, I woke up in the second, or no, I fell asleep in the second quarter. I woke up. It looked like a blowout. Yeah, I woke up and, with like forty-five seconds left in the game. <laughs> That's insane. It, it was and like their, their very first play on that last drive was like a penalty or like a sack something yeah like that. it was crazy like yeah. it started off like the it was an offside yeah it started it off so offside. terribly <laughs> yeah it, it was insane uh they also uh the eagles game was really cool to watch that uh the eagles falcons game was awesome right. awesome as well like like defenses are fun to watch this year they are it's and crazy. That, you know you don't it's people a lot of people say that it's boring no one's see like a low scoring game right but like when a defense is flying on field like making insane plays like right. the eagles or the jaguars are it's mm-hmm. fun to watch it is it really is and especially when well you know with the saints and the jags it was more so like this but when they're so confident like when, the, when oh, it's, yeah. it's awesome to see that on the <laughs> field too and i think i think that uh the vikings are a little more quiet than uh, both of those teams, but that's still it's still I love I love it I love watching the Saints too for right. that same reason it's not just because I'm biased like I love the defense and how much swag they they have I mean, Sean Payton just like just <laughs> like taunts every game oh right? yeah like he was doing the Vikings clap like for the minute <laughs> left <laughs> and we interviewed him he was like he was like it's all in good fun he, <laughs> he was like holding the uh, the broom like yeah that's crazy <laughs> yeah but I don't know man this is uh this is not the AFC and NFC Championship. I think anyone predicted. Nobody. I think nobody. I think no one would have picked the Jags versus the Patriots. No, and what? Yeah, it doesn't even sound right when you just said that. But if you put money on the Vikings Eagles at the beginning of the season, do you think how, how much money do you think you would win? Like, and when you when you look, I 
when I looked at because my my team is a giant, so you looked at like the NFC East power rankings or whatever, like in like the beginning of season, Giants were predicted <laughs> to be the top of the NFC East, and then and then it was Cowboys, Redskins, Eagles. The Eagles were at the bottom of the NFC East. That's crazy. That is, I mean, like not like the bottom of their just their, their division. division. Now they're about they might they have the chance to win like the whole conference. They had the Super Bowl. Like, they have a chance yeah, to win the Super, Super Bowl, and it's like. And then you looked at the Vikings who were like, yeah, they had a great defense. And it was like, but it was still like Sam Bradford who was efficient. But it's like, no one ever thought that team was going to go into playoffs and make noise. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's really crazy. Speaking of Super Bowls, do you know what your schedules are? You're, you're off Super Bowl, right? I haven't looked at it. I don't know. You, well, we got to do something. We, yeah. We got to figure out something to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's no way. You got to I mean, call if not, I'm sick. already sick. I'm yeah. already sick. I'm already sick for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would, sick. I would really, really revoke your Red Zone Rambling unofficial license if you went into work on Super Bowl weekend. No, I, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already sick. <laughs> it might be the flu. It's pretty serious. The flu game. So, all right. Do you want to – we have like 10 minutes. Do you want to save yeah. the other stuff or for the next one or do you want to kind of touch on some free agent? Um – I don't know. Maybe we say we might do a video on some some big free agents. But okay. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw us like some names. Yeah, just just so, so you can see how crazy it is. Free agency. You got Drew Brees. Yep. Jarvis Landry, Jimmy Graham, Le'Veon Bell, Kirk Cousins, Demarcus Lawrence, Case Keenum, Ziggy Ansah, uh, Allen Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Aaron Colvin, Carlos Hyde, Terrell Pryor, Jerick McKinnon. Yeah. Like those are like some of the top names. Yeah. That's I, insane. The biggest <laughs> the biggest name on I'll, I'll hold mine I'll hold mine for now until we do. And the video. Jimmy G. Jimmy G is a free agent. Well, he, you can't see him leaving San Francisco. He's but not he leaving is, San Francisco. But he is a free agent. But what if? Just imagine. Okay. Just imagine. Did John Lynch pull some crazy no, 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 ballsy just, move? Just imagine, like. Uh, Bill Belichick somehow Gets convinces no. Robert Kraft to get Tom Brady like Tom Brady out there like, or no. Tom Brady like hurts his hand for real and they're like alright we're bringing Garoppolo back no don't do that that would be horrible what if he ends up back at the Patriots because they would win for another <laughs> win for 30 ever. years it would be horrible ever, it would be horrible man and they know how to protect a quarterback too so forever. he would be playing forever he'd start doing some muscle pliability exercises oh my god <laughs> It, that would be the worst. But could you imagine though if if he goes to any team? Could you imagine if Jimmy Garoppolo does goes not to any other San team? It's already scary that because it is it, it's like it's unlikely, but it's a possibility. Was it Carlos Hyde that said they're winning the Super Bowl could, next year? He could he could literally easily easily be the highest paid uh, player in the NFL. Oh yeah, like if he if he stays, he probably will be, and I think he get he could be the highest paid player in the NFL. Oh yeah, I think right now that Matt Stafford is the highest paid. And like if listen, if like Drew Brees happens to leave the Saints. He slides in there. Right. That's crazy. There's a lot of teams that he could go to, but I mean, it is San Francisco, which is a dope town to live in. I mean, there's and a lot have, of and you have John Lynch. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there, you could go to the Giants. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, I know you can want make that. some crazy moves. <laughs> so there's a lot of quarterbacks. Also, I mean, you have two Brees, two, two, one, at least one of the Vikings quarterbacks, if not two. With, two of them are probably gonna leave. Right. Like With Bradford and Bridgewater, I think are going to be the ones that leave. I think obviously they keep Keenum. I don't know. I think Case Keenum is about to get some money. I think Case Keenum is about to get paid somewhere. At the Vikings, I think. I don't know. I really, I I don't know who's Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously the youngest, and I think I think he's the worst too. I mean, well, you can't. I don't know about the it, worst because Sam Bradford is like unreliable. Forget, like, he loses. He, what did he win? Twelve games with them that year? Yeah. Like it was something crazy, and it's like. And now that the team is kind of, kind, of core, kind of more established, and they have like a top tier running back now, yeah, 
I mean, assumingly, like he was top two in the games that he played. Like it's it would be interesting to see so, how he comes back from the injury, Dalvin Cook. But so quarterbacks that are possibly going to be on different teams are Kirk Cousins, like Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. Alex, I think that's less likely than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Alex Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo. Alex Smith is definitely going to be on a different team, and I think it's the Cardinals. I think yeah. Alex Smith goes to the Cardinals. So uh, I think that's the safest. I think that's the safest bet for them. Cardinals are not going to make a splash move. I, I, I think, think Kirk Cousins stays. Um, I think uh, Denver is going to get uh, Alex Smith possibly. I don't know. John Elway likes. He's a splashy dude, and that's yeah. that's not a sexy move at all. It's not. <laughs> but I think he might. Like if Case Keenum goes somewhere, I think he goes. I think the Broncos would be an amazing fit for Case Keenum. Case Keenum's not leaving. I don't, I don't think he's leaving. I, I, really, I think it'd be really dumb if they let him leave because he's proven that he's better than both those quarterbacks. He has, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what cap space they have because if they keep two, it can't. Case Keenum can't be one of them if they keep two because he's gonna he's gonna get some money. They're not gonna keep two though. They can't. They can't. They just why don't they, they just they, draft they, one? No, they, they, spent, draft they spent one. the draft pick on Teddy Bridgewater. They've kind of. I, I feel like they have a lot Case of strength for the young dude. I think too though. Yeah, he's younger than isn't he younger than Bridgewater? I don't know. I just. Uh, I, I just no, have a feeling no, like it might not. be Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is younger. But either way, and not to mention, this draft class is just stacked with quarterbacks. Oh, so, yeah. So like you, can, you, can get a, you can get a good quarterback that could even start, I would say, in the second round. You yeah. I mean? this, this year is going to be the, ter- the tipping point for like a new generation in the league. And, oh, yeah. uh, and we, we're seeing that already with like the people who are in the playoffs right now. Yeah, it was kind of like we had that shift when like Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning came into the league. It was like that was kind of the start of a big shift towards yeah. quarterback and like passing orientation. Yep. And it's like and I think the past couple of years it's been defense. There have been some great defensive players come out of the draft the past few years. For sure. And, like I think every I think everyone's offense is going to be like there's going to be a lot of offensive moves revamped. Like we've mm-hmm. already talked about Seattle, but like with all these quarterbacks coming in, there's a lot of great running backs. Uh, wide receiver is kind of weak this year. There's like three ma- really good wide receivers. You got Calvin Ridley and uh, Christian Kirk, and other than yeah. that, they're kind of all the same. But and Calvin Ridley doesn't impress me in the NFL either. But yeah, I think Christian Kirk is probably going to be the best wide receiver coming out this year from A and M. But oh, not Auden Tate. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's le- he's leaving too. Yeah, I know that 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 bums me out. But yeah, he he is good. He is but good. There's a, there's a lot of free agent wide receivers too, so that's going to change a lot of things. Like like I don't know if Allen Robinson stays. Allen Robinson stays with the Jaguars. He, he oh. doesn't have a lot of leverage because he hasn't he, played. Yeah, they're going to give him a one year. There are so many teams that need a wide receiver. And I think he get. I think if he's going to take a one year, I think he can get more money somewhere else for one year. You know what I mean? I think he does. He gets a one year and then he really, really balls. And I think they, then they pay him a and lot I think, of money. I think like, it, the experiment didn't work this year um, with Terrell Power, but I think he might be one of the most interesting wide receiver uh, free agents. Obviously, the top of is Jarvis Landry. Like if you if yeah. any team could get Jarvis Landry, get Jarvis Landry. See, the dude's a monster. I have, any team would benefit from I have, Jarvis Landry. I have a lot to say about that. That's my pick for the best free agent of Jarvis Landry. Uh, yeah, Jarvis Landry. Any team would benefit from him. It it's is. insane. And I have a lot to say about him. So I'll hold off. And that's off. the Dolphins' fault. It is. The, Dolph- the, the Dolphins are kind of are kind of poorly managed right now. Like, yeah, because he openly said it. He was like, "We're in contract talks," and they disrespected me. And I was like, "Good God!" Like yeah. this dude. Is like your team, right. your offense, right now, <laughs> especially. Ryan Tannehill's good too, though. It's I mean, like he's yeah. He's people a good picked the Dolphins to go far this year. <laughs> they should, and I think they could have with Ryan yeah. Tannehill because they lost a lot of close games. But yeah, well, uh, next year is going to be interesting for sure with all the changes and the new quarterbacks. But we'll talk a little bit more about the free agents and free agent frenzy. Uh, free, yeah, the free agent frenzy, exactly. Uh, and we will post a little video on that probably. So make sure you check out the YouTube, uh, the YouTube's. And the snap faces. <laughs> so, 
Um, yeah, we'll be posting stuff. So make sure you guys keep doing your thing and listening. Uh, take it easy.